The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. What does the mysterious number 666 in the book of Revelation mean? Maybe you've not even heard of it, or maybe you have, but it's always been a mystery to you. It's found in Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. So let's read it. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Many have guessed at its meaning, with some unusual ideas being presented. The most common is that the number 666 will be embedded in an electronic chip that is then implanted into a person's hand or forehead at the time of the Great Tribulation. Now, the technology is already in use, so we would have to say it is a possibility. Others believe the number 666 will be tattooed on the right hand or the forehead of those who worship the Antichrist or false prophet. One blogger on the internet said that if you have the number on your body, you'll go to hell. <laughs> well, followers of the occult are told it is Satan's number, and so some Satanists have tattooed it on various parts of their body. Other occultists use it as a code or a password for their secret meetings or seances. You can understand this mysterious symbol, but only if you understand God's plan for mankind that is revealed in your Bible. In today's program, we're going to search for the meaning of 666, and we'll find that it is probably something you've never thought of. Stay tuned. Welcome to Tomorrow's World, where we bring biblical understanding to a world of religious confusion. We don't set out to disagree with others, but we strive to present the whole counsel of God. Simply stated, if it's not in the Bible, anything else is just other people's opinions. There are several important but simple principles that we use to understand the Bible. Richard Ames often mentions these, one of which is, the Bible interprets the Bible. You don't have to go to some great Bible scholar for his or her ideas because you can trust the Bible itself for the answers. God's Word uses the same terms and symbols throughout. In the book of Daniel, chapter 5, is an amazing account of an event that took place in the royal palace of Belshazzar. Let us read from verse 5. In the same hour, the fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his hips were loosened and his knees knocked against each other. What was happening? God was revealing his judgment on this wicked king 
with a coded message of weights and coins. None of his soothsayers or wise men could read or understand the symbols. Only Daniel could. What were the words written on the wall? Well, they were, meeny, meeny, tekel, ufasen. Now, these were three Aramaic words that had significance in their translation, but they also had numeric value. Let's read what Daniel said to the Babylonian king. In verses 26 and 27, we read the fate of the king. This is the interpretation of each word, meaning God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Now you can see the play on words with Perez and Persians. Also, the monetary value of the coin, the mina or the minor, which here is translated as mini, and the shekel or the tekel is used. Now in weight, 50 shekels equals a minor, and it has the same value in coins. Notice how soon God's curse on Belshazzar was carried out. Verse 30 tells us, that very night Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. <laughs> I'd call that a real party stopper. <laughs> you know, this is a perfect example of God using numbers to explain his perfect will. Numbers are important to God, and we find that certain numbers recur throughout the Bible. The number seven, for example, is first found in Genesis chapter one and two with the seven days of creation. It occurs again in Leviticus 23 where God's holy days are given to Israel. Once again, there are seven. There are seven Sabbaths between the days of unleavened bread and Pentecost. In the book of Revelation, we are introduced to the number seven through the seven churches and the seven seals seven trumpets and seven bowls. Even in nature we can see this number of perfection. Consider the seven colors of the spectrum and the seven notes of music in an octave. What other number does God use in the Bible? Well, there were 12 sons of Jacob and there were 12 apostles. And in God's kingdom, these same 12 apostles will rule over these same 12 tribes. Okay. What about the number six? Well, man was created on the sixth day of creation. And many commentators and numerologists believe that the number six is the number of man or of the world as opposed to God's world where the perfect number seven will be evident. Could 666 then be connected then to the number of man? <laughs> Most likely, yes. So let's now look at some of the thoughts of biblical commentators and theologians for their understanding of the number 666. The respected commentary of Jamison, Fawcett and Brown has this to say about Revelation, chapter 13 and verse 18. Irenaeus in the second century is the disciple of Polycarp and he in turn was John the Apostle's disciple, explained this number as contained in the Greek letters of Latinos. Now, the first letter L, 
it has the value of 30, A of 1, T of 3, or 300, E is 5, I is 10, N is 50, O is 70, S is 200. The Latin is peculiarly the language of the Church of Rome in all her official acts. Now, when this commentary was compiled, it was common for Protestant theologians to identify Rome as the apostate city and the Roman Church as the modern continuation of that apostasy. So why don't we go to the Catholic Encyclopedia to see how they comment on 666? Traces of the same mystical employment of numbers lie much upon the surface of the New Testament, particularly in the Apocalypse. Even so, early a writer as St. Irenaeus does not hesitate to explain the number of the beast 666. That's Revelation chapter 13, verse 18, by the word Latinos, since the numerical value of its constituent Greek letters yields the same total, that is of 30 plus 1, plus 330, plus 5, plus 10, plus 50, plus 70, plus 200, equals 666. While sober critics of our own day are inclined to solve the mystery upon the same principles by simply substituting for Latinos the words Nero Caesar, written in Hebrew characters, which gives the same result. Whatever the explanation, it would appear that most Bible commentators make a connection between Rome and the fourth and the last great empire prophesied by Daniel in chapter 2 of his book. Nebuchadnezzar dreamt of an image made up of four different metals, gold, silver, bronze and iron. Now the lowest part of the image, the two legs of iron, represent the Roman Empire with its feet of iron and clay. Then we read that a great stone smashes the image. This pictures Jesus Christ returning to earth to destroy the Babylonian system that has dominated the world for the past two and a half thousand years. Be sure to receive your copy of The Beast of Revelation, Myth, Metaphor, or Soon Coming Reality. You really need this booklet. So call now to request the booklet or go to tomorrowsworld.org where you can order your free copy. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call toll-free 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World. P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Let's take an in-depth look at the prophecy of Revelation 13 so we can consider the setting for the number 666. 
What the Apostle John saw in vision was a terrible beast coming up out of the sea. It represented the coming beast power that will dominate the whole world in the few years just ahead of us. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. The dragon, that is Satan the devil, gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon, who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now let's go to verse 11, where we are introduced to a religious beast. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. He appeared to be like Jesus Christ, and he spoke like a dragon. That's like Satan. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. We now see a system that controls everyone's life across the whole world, including what they can buy and sell. Here is wisdom, it says. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Now listen to this. For it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Please take note. The number 666 is not a number of a government or a church. But what? But of a man. We can see that those with wisdom will be able to calculate the number of this man when he comes to power. Now we don't know and we cannot know who it is today because he has not yet been revealed. It wasn't Nero, though he may well have been a prototype of this man. This man will have all of the power of a Roman emperor in the Colosseum with the power to kill and destroy. But on a global scale, and the context of today's world where electronic images and technology will project this image all over the world. Nero never had access to the modern marvels of instant worldwide television. Think for a moment. What can be done by global media networks working together to bring video to YouTube, Facebook, computer screens, laptops, tablets, and giant mega screens? where hundreds of thousands of people could be transfixed by a man performing miracles like raising the dead, calling down fire from heaven, and other incredible signs. Don't be fooled. This day is coming, just like the sorcerers of Egypt in Moses' day. This charlatan will be aided and assisted by the devil himself. People will be left completely astounded by what they experience. Gullible humans will be swept away by the charisma of this man. Like some super rock star, he will cause people to swoon and worship him. 
People will faint and collapse as they cry out, filled with emotional hysteria. He'll be possessed by the devil himself and present himself of something beautiful and glorious. Like the spectacles of Nuremberg where people were transfixed by the sight and the sound of Hitler bewitching them. So this beast will capture the hearts and the minds of everyone around the world. Why will Satan be so desperate to deceive the whole world through his man? Well, the answer is in Revelation chapter 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. As the three and a half years of Satan's last-ditch effort to destroy humanity comes to an end, he'll become even more desperate to use his man to deceive the world. Once again, if you haven't requested our free booklet, The Beast of Revelation, do so right now. The number is on the screen, and we will send it to you just as soon as we can. Sometimes the mail can be slow. But we will do all we can to get it to you just as soon as we can. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call toll-free 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World. P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Today we're talking about the mysterious number 666 that is used in the book of Revelation to identify the beast that will rise up at the end of this age, just before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ returns to earth to destroy the great Babylonian religious and political system that will be dominating the world at that time. Yes, my friends, you need to be ready for what is coming because Jesus told us that all of these things will come as a thief in the night. You're receiving vital information that will help you to prepare for what is coming upon an unwary world. People today are occupied with the latest episode of their favorite reality show. Their music, their video, their friends on Facebook, video games or the viral videos on YouTube. Or could the distraction be the latest news from children about houses, jobs and vacations? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with those. But we need to realize that all of this will pass away. Think about how often major changes on the world stage take place suddenly. Remember the story of Belshazzar that we read of at the beginning of the program? The king was feasting and drinking with his nobles one night. But by the morning he had lost his life and his kingdom. It's hard to believe that the great United States of America could ever be anything but the greatest power on earth. But prophecy tells us that this is not going to be the case. Somewhere today is a man alive who will fulfill all of the 
prophecies that we have just read. And his name, whether he has that name now, will have a numerical value of 666. Yes, events are coming together in a way like never before to fulfill Bible prophecy. Are you ready? Will you be alert to fast-moving events? Or will you be like the majority of those around you, sound asleep? Request your free copy of The Beast of Revelation by phoning now. Our call center is waiting for you to call. Let them know that you want today's literature offer, The Beast of Revelation. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the internet at tomorrowsworld.org. Go to tomorrowsworld.org. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World, where we're considering the mysterious number 666 mentioned in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. We've discounted some of the wild ideas of it being Satan's number. Why? It is the number of a man. Who will he be? We cannot know yet. What we can understand is that the beast will imprint on all who are part of his despotic system a mark known as the mark of the beast. Notice what Revelation 13, 16 and 17 tell us. It says, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the mark and the number are connected but are not the same. Again, the mark of the beast is not the number of the beast. It is not 666 in a barcode tattooed on a man's hand or forehead or 666 embedded in an electronic chip. So what is a mark? A mark is a sign, much like a trademark is a sign that manufacturers use to identify their products. Could it be that the identifying sign of this religious and political union would be the day of the week that is observed? The day of worship that is most widely accepted is the first day of the week, Sunday. What would happen to those who observe a seventh-day Sabbath if Sunday was forced upon them? Could they be excluded from buying and selling because they refuse to accept the majority position and have the sign or the mark of the Sabbath? God says in Exodus chapter 31, verse 16, Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generation as a perpetual covenant. It's a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Nowhere in the Bible does God sanction the observance of the first day of the week, but rather the seventh day. Consider, if you will, the persecution that the Jewish people have endured because they keep God's seventh day holy. That day is Saturday in our world today. But God calls it the Holy Sabbath. Many of you who watch Tomorrow's World have seen some of our programs that prove that Jesus Christ kept the weekly seventh-day Sabbath. So did his disciples. In Christ's millennial kingdom, 
we read that the Sabbath will be kept. Notice Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 23. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Prophecy reveals that the beast will arise in Europe and expand the European form of government till it encompasses the whole world. Would it surprise you to know that European law already enshrines Sunday as the official day of rest? Consider this report about a directive from the European Commission. The European Union already has a law in place known as the Working Time Directive, which requires every state to ensure that every worker is entitled to a minimum uninterrupt, uninterrupted rest period of 24 hours for each seven-day period. In addition, the movement to require that the Working Time Directive be modified to require Sunday observance across Europe has become a popular movement amongst many Europeans. The European Sunday Alliance has been formed to promote a legislation of a work-free Sunday. Now, what happens if economic forces demand a six-day working week, with Sunday being the only sanctioned day of rest? If a person, for conscience sake, refuses to work on Saturday, well, the answer, they will not be able to buy or sell. Whatever the mark of the beast will be, we can be sure of one thing. The whole world will bow down and worship the beast as a god. So let's understand. The mark of the beast is not 666. That's the number of a man, do you remember? The mark of the beast is a sign that identifies his followers in the same way that the seventh-day Sabbath is an identifying sign between God and his people. Let me quote from the booklet that we're promoting today. On page 36 we read, There will most likely be special numeric significance to either the name or perhaps a special title of the end-time leader of the beast power. You can gain a fuller understanding of the number 666 when you read your copy of The Beast of Revelation. Can you see that the tolerance to worship whenever you wish that you and I have enjoyed all our lives will soon be under threat and be dictated to by an autocratic government that will start in Europe but will ultimately dominate the whole world. Are you preparing for that time now? God promises protection to his people in the years that lie ahead. So let's conclude with these facts from your Bible. One, the number 666 is the number of a man. Two, the mark of the beast determines who can buy or sell. Three, we cannot know who the beast is yet. But four, only those who have God's wisdom will be able to calculate the number of the man known as the beast. So what can you do? Can you ask God to reveal his truth to you from the Bible? When you obey him in your life, he will give you understanding. Thank you for joining us for this program today. Be sure to do so again next week when Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames give you even more understanding from God's sacred word and the hope for tomorrow's world. Wallace Smith and I will also present vital and interesting information.
Until then, goodbye, friends. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.